Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. Hoping all is well with you out there today, as always. Got a good one for you today, I think. Good thought-provoking session here. So here's a question that I found online and I just wanted to talk about today because, well, I had to. So here's the question. It's on the subreddit Kratom page. Is more research into Kratom good or bad? Is more research into Kratom good or bad? And then there's an explanation underneath that says, okay, obviously scientific research is just about always a good thing. We all want to know for a fact and prove once and for all that Kratom is safe and effective. But does anyone else worry that once there finally is enough to prove that it has medicinal uses, Big Pharma is going to swoop in and take it over? The last thing I want to happen is for Kratom to be synthesized, turned into a prescription, and for natural Kratom to be banned altogether, especially after we've worked so hard to keep it legal. Is this a legitimate concern? Does anyone else feel this way too? I like this question. You know, at face value, it seems kind of obvious that anyone would want research into Kratom to continue. Both, but you know, people on both sides of the argument of Kratom probably want more research into Kratom to continue because then you have more fuel for, for your side, you know? So I think that more research is warranted and more people would want research into it than people who wouldn't. However, I do see the fears and concerns that this person is raising around the more we know about it and the more potential uh, that the, the plant supposedly has, and we know about that potential, it, doesn't it seem more likely that the FDA is going to take over everything that has to do with it? And, um, you know, the result would be Kratom that is not the sort of natural, great you know, just straight from the earth plant that a lot of people want to continue to use and trust. And as a result of that, they would make a lot more money, et cetera, et cetera, corrupt system, yada, 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 you know the drill. So I totally, you know, <laughs> believe me, I totally get that. But I think here's one thing that maybe should be taken into account too. The FDA already has c- complete control over this. I mean, let's face it, the FDA has has received application for Kratom to become a, a legal official supplement in the eyes of the government, you know, at least six times, and it hasn't even given it the time of day. So it won't accept that Kratom could be a supplement ever. As far as I can tell, for the foreseeable future, for sure, the FDA will never recognize Kratom as a supplement. So there's that route gone, and, and the FDA totally has control over that. Um, as far as labeling requirements and all that stuff, that's like a mixture of what the, uh, the FDA and then like FTC, I would imagine, because they probably have to do with labeling and things like that. That would be my guess when it comes to that aspect. 
Um, but the FDA already gets companies in trouble for advertising Kratom as a, as a cure for anything whatsoever. So right now, they're making sure there's no legal pathway for Kratom to become an official recognized supplement in the country. They're making sure that you can't say that it can do things, even though a lot of the time they probably, you know, Kratom probably can do a lot of the things that people are, are saying. But for example, you can't say, and this is including with this podcast, I am not making this claim right now. One cannot say that Kratom cures anxiety or even helps you with anxiety. And I don't know if you can even say like Kratom helps you with fatigue or Kratom helps you with depression. Like you can't actually make those claims. Um, So once again, being very clear, I'm not making those claims right now either. However, I do think that there's a lot of evidence pointing towards the fact that Kratom alleviates symptoms from those ailments (laughs) for lots of people, if that's good tiptoeing around the subject. So I think that that's worth stating. So we already have the FDA trying to ban Kratom, the DEA trying to ban Kratom, and then both of them submitting, you know, all this information to the World Health Organization trying to get them to make a recommendation that countries ban Kratom. None of these things have worked. So obviously there's a bit more power and oomph behind the Kratom movement than meets the eye to the FDA, which is a good thing, I think. However, it does seem to me like the FDA already has plenty of control over this and, you know, enough so where they're, um, they're, they're merely upset and, and frustrated, but not pulling their hair out yet. Because, like, if Kratom was able to be a supplement... But like also not, you know, like, for instance, if Kratom is made into a supplement, I think the FDA will have more control over it. So why haven't they accepted that yet? I think the FDA is kind of biding its time and planning out something like I'm sure that they have a plan for this and that it's just a bit more long term than than we're thinking. Um, or at least more long term than I was thinking earlier. I was thinking earlier that it was all short term. And that the FDA was like just all gung-ho about banning Kratom immediately. But since all those efforts have failed, miserably, I might add, maybe it's more of a longer-term thing now or mid-term thing where it's like, okay, let's see how many people continue to use it over the next few years and how that correlates with the opioid epidemic. Um, Let's think of the ways we can make the most bank off of this thing. And it doesn't seem right now like the FDA thinks that supplements are the way to go. Because Kratom is a really strong plant, and it works really well for the people who it works really well for on a wide variety of things. If you can just go to a store and get Kratom as a certified FDA-approved supplement, so many people are going to stop needing the prescriptions that they need. I'm not going to go into details of which ones where, but I have a very detailed list in my head of the sorts of prescriptions that people are going to not need as much as they currently do, and companies will see a drastic reduction in their profits because of it, I think. And of course, this all hinges on how Kratom is perceived by the public. Where is it still legal when this sort of thing happens or doesn't happen? And if there are enough people taking it to the point where it would make a difference in the number of people who were taking something else to begin with. So I think that that's all stuff that's going to factor into this idea of will the FDA make a move to swoop in at some point. But with all that in mind, and I'm certainly not capturing the whole picture. I mean, this is just me kind of ranting through my thoughts right now. None of that encapsulates the whole picture. And on top of that... It doesn't seem to me like the research aspect is the definitive factor. 
but I could be wrong about that. It could be, or it could be one of the definitive factors. I think that my contention is that the definitive factors and when the FDA really steps in to, to grab hold of this thing will be based on population, how many people are using it, opioid crisis, where's that at, and if it correlates with population, legality, so where is it legal, where isn't it, are these Crave Consumer Protection Acts popping up everywhere, in which case it just is making an embarrassing look of the FDA because if everyone comes up with a regulatory framework for something that's not regulated by the FDA, what's the point of the FDA? So the FDA is going to have to regulate it at some point, or it's going to have to make a decision on it again, a new decision on it and what the stance is, because you can't have the country just come up with its own regulations for something. I think that's in part why hemp has become okay, because so many places are just not listening to the federal government about cannabis and about CBD and hemp and all that stuff that uh, after a certain point, it was like, all right, well, if we want to have any control over this thing, we, we better step out in front of it. So I think that that's what they're doing. But when it comes to Kratom, we're not quite there yet. So I think that all that's possible. I think I could be wrong. It could really just come down to the research. And maybe the two are interlinked. Maybe the, the thoughts that I'm having and then this idea that research is what's, you know, kind of like leading the charge for the FDA is linked together, whereby the more research that comes out showing Kratom is safe, or at least not deadly, the more people are going to take it. Or the more Kratom Consumer Protection Acts are going to be passed, thereby legalizing Kratom in effect in different states and cementing it into the laws there. And so if that's happening, then more people will use it or at least be exposed to it and be okay with it. And then the more people who are like that, the more attention is going to come to the FDA to be like, why won't you just approve this thing as a supplement or just come up with a framework to regulate this so that people can get it? Because right now you're trying to ban something that many, many people use. And now we have these studies that say that it's like not really that like it's nothing to worry about. So what are you doing? And thus it almost echoes or is reminiscent of the whole hemp thing. But again, not the same thing whatsoever. And this is just me rambling. Okay, so that's my long answer in a long way, or my thoughts at least, as to, you know, does research really matter in this? I think it does, but I don't know if that's the thing that's driving FDA decisions. I think that research causes things to happen, and the more research comes out, the more people think one thing or another and do something differently or another. And then as a result of those actions, the FDA plans it out. But I think that the FDA is watching for sure, and they definitely don't want to miss out on this train. So they will swoop in somehow in some way. They already have tried to swoop in. That's the, that's the interesting thing. That In 2016, like with the DEA, the DEA was sweeping in in 2016. That was their swoop, right? <laughs> swoop, sweep. That was their swoop, but it didn't work. So now they have to really regroup. I think the FDA sweeping in happened recently with the 2020 effort. To get the World Health Organization to recommend it, because if the if the WHO recommends, oh, kratom, you know, shouldn't be a thing, then that's an excuse for the FDA to swoop in publicly. But they didn't get that either. I think they have to plan it out again before they do another swoop, and then that way they will have swapped thoughtfully. <laughs> swapped. All right. Once I start making up words, that's the end, right? We'll finish it off there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be a brief one tomorrow, probably. Um, tomorrow's my brother's birthday, and I'm missing him terribly. I'll probably do a tribute to him of some sort, and uh, 
and leave it there because, you know, it'll be a tough day to talk. But I will be here tomorrow. Hope you will be too. And it's important. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.